Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episode of Living Out Outdoors. On the mic with you. We are uh, rocking along on a blustery day here in Oklahoma. Started out pretty cool, warmed up pretty good, but daggum, the wind is howling. You're probably going to hear some howling uh, from the wind as it uh, blows past this window in my office today. Uh, so you'll have to forgive me for that. I don't have a way to fix that at the moment. So I want to share with you just a real simple message today. Something quick, easy, something you can chew on, hopefully something that, that, that strikes a chord in you. But I want, to, I want to share a message with you that I titled, Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up. Craig Groeschel, who is uh, the founder and pastor of Life Church, makes this statement. The decisions you make today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. Man, what a true statement. What a powerful statement. The decisions you make today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. So we, we are always facing things. We're, we're always making decisions. We're always having to make decisions, on, and sometimes on the spur of the moment, but those decisions will shape what we talk about tomorrow. The spiritual valleys we face may be short-lived, or they may accompany us for a long period of time. Nobody knows when we'll go through them or how long we'll be in them. We just know that no one can claim immunity from spiritual valleys. We all find ourselves walking through valleys. We've talked a little bit about this on and off. I've touched on it on several podcasts about being in the valley and seeing the mountaintops. So what if you're still knee-deep in this valley and you don't really see a shred of light on the horizon? What, what if you're in your valley and, and you can't see out? You can't see the light of day. You can't see the end. You can't see the mountaintop. Maybe you can't see the mountaintop for the trees. Or maybe you think you see a tiny flicker of light, but the days are still so hard that you just aren't sure. See, these are the days where your faith is moving up a notch. You may not see it, or you may not feel it. In fact, some days you feel like you've gone backwards. And maybe you have slipped in some moments, but overall, you're still progressing. Imagine yourself on a step that represents where your faith level is right now. So think about that. You're standing on a step. Now, usually there's not just one step, there's more. But you place yourself on a step that represents where you feel your faith level is right now. Now, in order to get to the next level of faith and grow from glory to glory, we just take the next step. Your faith is growing and increasing, even if the results appear very insignificant. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into His image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So you're becoming more like Jesus, even though you still feel controlled by your flesh. We're talking about followers of Christ here. We're talking about those of us who are struggling in life, but yet we're 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 pursuing this life with Christ. We're, we're becoming more and more like Jesus, even though sometimes we don't feel like it. And as we glance back to encourage ourselves with our progress, we can actually see a flight of stairs behind us that we didn't even realize that we took. See, it's that one step at a time. It's that one little bit at a time. It's that one little bit of advancement. Maybe some days we fall back too. But we still take one every day. We still keep climbing. We still keep pressing. We still keep looking to endure the things that we're going through and to overcome them. 
Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. This is a very powerful scripture. I love this piece of scripture. Don't grow weary. Don't become discouraged in doing the right things. Don't get tired of, of really focusing and really putting effort into doing something good. For at the proper time, we'll reap. What is he talking about here? For at the proper time. So in God's timing, we'll have victory. In God's timing, we'll overcome. In God's timing, we'll see a harvest. That's what it means to reap. You're reaping something. If we don't give in, if we don't give up, if we don't stop pushing forward, we've got to continue to progress. We've got to continue to push on, even in times when it just don't feel like we can anymore. Don't give up and don't grow weary. Your God will come through for you, just like he did the last time and the time before that. And yes, even the time before that. Most of us have found ourselves in that place where we're looking for one more time. So in this waiting room you're in, don't get too comfortable. Your breakthrough's coming. Don't, don't get comfortable sitting here wondering when life's going to change. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Uh, I, I love the analogy that God gave me years ago. Go deeper. There's more. Go deeper. Keep fighting your way through the jungle. Keep fighting your way through the, through the, the, the darkness because there is a light shining. There, we've got to break through to find that light. We've got to get through the clouds. We've got to break out on the other side. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 says this, Just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Have you ever really compared the struggle that you're in to what Jesus walked through for us? you understand what that says? Just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Think about when Jesus was arrested that night. All that he went through going to the cross, knowing, knowing that he was going to the cross, he knew, he knew his outcome. He knew where he was headed. Uh, that time spent in the garden praying, he actually prayed drops of blood, sweat so hard he sweat drops of blood because he was so stressed as he prayed to the Father, if this cup could but pass from me. He knew what was coming. Now compare our struggle with his. And when we do so, it will keep us from growing weary and losing heart. If Jesus can endure what he did for me, he didn't even know me personally. He did this for my future. He did this for my family's future. He did this for my friend's future. He did this for all mankind. I, I don't need to lose sight of where I am in this battle or lose heart knowing that I can't overcome if he can do what he did. Jesus was human just like us. Now, you probably know someone who seems to always be on a spiritual high or someone whose walk with Christ maybe seems consistent. If you do, ask them about it. They're not perfect, nor do they always have it all together. So ask them how they navigate their own spiritual valleys. There's been multiple times when I've shared my story, shared my history, uh, shared the story of redemption of what God brought me out of, and people just look at me with this weird face going, what? Dude, I thought you had it all together. No, none of us have it all together. 
we're all processing through this life. We're all moving through this jungle, this darkness, this journey that we're in through the valleys of the shadow of death, looking for our mountaintops. Now, here's the deal. Mountaintops are awesome. Mountaintop experiences are awesome. It's those spiritual highs. It's those, those incredible places. And we need to soak in those. But we need to draw from them power because if you've ever climbed a mountain, you realize that once you're at the top, there's a valley on the other side before you can get to the next mountaintop. As far as you can see, there's valley after valley after valley, but yet there's mountaintop after mountaintop after mountaintop. The only way we get to those mountaintops is to is to progress through those valleys. And each valley could offer us a whole other level that we've never seen before. So we, so we glean from those mountaintop experiences. When you're in the presence of the Lord, when life is going well, man, don't stop pursuing Him. Go deep. Get as deeply as you possibly can in His presence because you're going to need it to face the next valley to face the next darkness, to face the next battle that's coming against you. Ask someone how they navigate their way through the spiritual valleys. Glean from people. I had an old body man tell me one time, you can learn something from anyone. It might be something that you don't want to do, but then again, it might be something very worthwhile that you want to accomplish. Commit yourself to God that you will stay the course and trust him as he is bringing you through this spiritual drought. The, the, these times that we're in, these, these drought times, we keep comparing our, our spiritual life right now with the drought. Oklahoma's in a severe drought. M many states, western states, are in a severe drought. We're burning up. There's no hay. There's, there's all kinds of concerns coming into this winter. How, how are our ranchers going to feed our cattle? How, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen next year with those that are cutting extra hay now? There's a lots of things to consider. But if we'll commit ourselves to God to stay the course and we trust him as he's bringing you through these droughts, these spiritual moments, these spiritual valleys, with his help, we've got this. Don't give up. Look up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Think about my favorite story. Most of you know where that's at. It, it's out there when Peter, my knucklehead buddy Peter, when Jesus comes walking across the, the, the sea, in the midst of the storm and they're striving against the waves and they see Jesus coming. They all think he's a ghost and they all get scared. And what does Jesus do? He calls out to them. Don't be afraid. It's just me. And then here's Peter. Lord, if that's really you, bid me to come out there on the water with you. And Jesus just said, come on. I, I really, and I've said this before. I really believe this is coming from the MOV, the, my own version, because it doesn't record this anywhere, but I don't believe that invitation was just to Peter. I believe that invitation went out to every disciple that was on that boat that night. Now, that invitation is going out to you today. Come on, get out of the boat. Now, as we know the story, Peter gets out of the boat. I mean, I'm, you know, Peter the knucklehead, he climbs over. He's like, all right, guys, I'm going. And he starts walking on the water towards Jesus. Miraculous, right? Except one thing happened. We know what happened. He took his eyes off Jesus and he sank. He immediately cried out, Lord, save me. The Bible records that Jesus immediately reached out and lifted him up. And then he said, all ye of little faith. Peter didn't have enough faith. Why did he not have enough faith? Because he took his eyes off Jesus. He got, he got his eyes on the storm. He got focused on things going on around him. He, he, his, he allowed himself to be distracted by the waves, by the whitecaps, by the wind. And it sunk him. 
If he'd have just kept his eyes on Jesus, he'd have stayed upright. He'd have stayed on the top. Now, the, again, coming from the MOV, this isn't recorded in any version of the Bible I can find, except the MOV, my own version. How did they get back in the boat? See, I think if Jesus would have picked him up and carried him back to the boat, that, that would have been recorded. But it wasn't. So I believe that as he lifted him back up to the top of the waves, together, Peter and Jesus walked back to the boat on the water until they got back in the boat. Now, we know what happened when he got back in the boat, right? See, the storm was still raging. All the time that Peter and Jesus were going back to the boat, the storm's still raging. So it was after they got into the safety of the vessel when Jesus simply said, peace be still. And the waves ceased and the water became calm. Listen, (laughs) we need to glean from that. We need to take from that. These valleys that you're in, these storms that you're facing, these these things that you're going through right now, keep your eyes on Jesus. And, And together, he'll walk with you. doesn't mean that the storm will end. It doesn't mean that the fire goes out. He'll stand in the midst of the flames. He'll, he'll, he'll walk with you across the stormy seas through the valley. He won't allow the water to overtake you. He won't allow the flames to burn you until you get back in the boat with him and then, then let him calm the storm. Amen. Man, I hope you can take something out of this today. What a powerful message. Simple message. Don't give up. Certainly don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Amen. Ron and I love you. We thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for following along on our podcast. We are continuing on this journey. What an incredible time we're having. Watching the Lord just simply continue to pour out over us, through us, around us. We continue to pray for you, that God will bless you immensely. If you can follow us and, and support us financially, all of our giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. We would certainly appreciate any support you could give. Uh, we will use it appropriately, I assure you. God has us in the right place. We're doing right things, ministerial things, with everything that comes in. Pray for us, please. Walk with us. Journey with us as we all walk through these valleys, seeking those mountaintop moments. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.